Welcome to the PRISM Education Center podcast. PRISM Education Center is a K-12 school committed to building principled leaders through sound values, solid culture, and strong community. PRISM Education Center is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Welcome back to the PRISM podcast. Today, I am here with Lindsay Nichols. Hi, everybody. And we just thought, we just finished up parent-teacher conferences. We finished up, um, you know, just a really, uh, our first quarter. And we have had some conversations with our students and thought it would be valuable to now have some conversation, um, conversations with parents as well. So um, just about looking back at the first quarter and looking forward at the second quarter. We, we do have a lot going on in the second quarter, both um, in the world and right. also and at the school and at the and in prism. And so, um, we, we just thought it'd be good. One of the things that we talked to the kids about is the act learn cycle. And actually for completely separate reasons, I was looking through my notes from a church conference that we went to, um, like, Honestly, the year almost that, over ten years, almost ten years it, ago now, right yeah. around the time Prism started. It was right around the time Prism started, and and that was where um, they were talking about the Acklearn cycle there. And I just was looking at my notes from that season, and it says the worst time in most people's life happened to be the most successful times in their life, and it uh, it just talked about the importance of every experience we have is designed not only to just get something done but also to transform the individual engaged in the process. And I think that that's a really great way to frame 2020, that it's not just about, and specifically in this context for me, getting a quarter one done of the school year wasn't just about getting quarter one done, but there was a lot inside of, of me personally from, you know, this whole, this whole year from January on that I think has, has really, um, changed and has really, there has been a really positive transformative impact. And, and Clay and I've been talking about that a whole lot about how, um, when you look at, at whether you're reading a biography or, um, in he's, he's been reading about Elijah in the old Testament and what you see is in sorrow and in difficulty, such powerful things were built. Right. And he, he said something to our uh, to our, our daughter today, one of our, one of our kids, he said, um, sorrow in mourning. I can't even remember what it was, but the gist was <laughs> mourning and sorrow are good because yeah. they produce, they produce good things right. inside of you. They're, they are the environment to produce. And what a year to be developed in that way. <laughs> what a year. We've got and, lots of opportunity yeah. everywhere we look. And so what I kind of wanted to do is I feel like there's been this big process leading up to the start of the school year and we started and now we've finished a quarter and I think it would be appropriate to just pause and say, Hey, what happened this quarter? And I think, um, there's a lot of really good stuff that happened this quarter. And I think there's a lot of things that we gleaned in this quarter that can you be used to propel us forward into right. quarter two. And so, um, I want, I want to just have that conversation. And some of this is just kind of updates and logistical stuff, but I think it's important to understand that when we're talking about these things that happened, we're not just talking about 
the logistics of what happened, the logistics of we had an open house that was virtual, school started, we had parent-teacher conferences. These things didn't just happen logistically, but inside of each of these experiences, good things have been produced inside right. of us as a community. And I think it's worthwhile to acknowledge that. And I think that that gives us strength to leverage in the upcoming right. season. And that gives us hope as mm -hmm. well as we see the real thing we're wanting to build here at PRISM and in each of our own individual lives is internal capacity, right. internal integrity. And it is seasons like this as much as I don't think anyone would say, gosh, you know, I really hope this year can be a year of sorrow and mourning. Right. <laughs> no one's saying that. No one wishes that on themselves. Yeah. When that happens, we have to acknowledge this is a time where a lot of yeah. good things have, have been built. And so, um, so let's just, let's just kind of go back. Let's go through all of our different programs. So okay. let's talk yeah. about pre-K, Lindsay. What do you think, what is the thing in looking back at the first quarter that we see inside of pre-K having been built and recognized there. Yeah. So I think, first of all, something we've seen built, and I think all parents listening to this, something you would have already seen, but we know has been built stronger is just our teaching staff yeah. at the preschool. We've seen them come together in all new ways and right. have to get creative in how to connect. You know, historically, we've allowed our students a lot of flexibility with how they choose their classrooms. Yeah. And even the teachers shared all of their materials. Right. And come March, we had to make massive changes to just even the infrastructure of the building right. and how we shows for kids to move around. And, and for those who are new or those who have, are, are not on site, each of our preschool classrooms has a door in it and kids get yeah. to, you know, we've treated it like a big house where kids yeah. can just go in and out of rooms. And as long as the numbers are, the ratios are appropriate, right. kids can go in and out of rooms. All the teachers know all Co the kids. Yeah. There's, you know, deep, we talk about the teachers at our school, both at all the way from pre-K to high school, yeah. you take ownership of all students. Yeah. And so I've seen our teachers come up in tremendous right. ways in their communication with each other, their right. collaboration, um, even the Same. way they are able to connect with other students class and other classes yeah. without coming in contact with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, you know, a big change was that parents have to stop at the door yeah. now and they get greeted by the wonderful Miss Bryn, but uh -huh. that has been an adjustment. And yeah. I have to say one of the things that I think has been the most challenging because we really miss our families. It's true. You, you it know, as you're true. listening and if, if you're not a prison family and you're listening in prison, parents are the best yeah. parents around. It's true. It's true. And we feel that we yeah. feel their absence in the classrooms. And so again, the teachers have been adapting and changing and looking for ways yeah. to connect and find, find ways. But I definitely think thinking about the act learn cycle, mm -hmm. definitely something we're looking at in quarter two is how do we integrate even more parent um, opportunities in and the classroom and connections uh -huh. without them being able to come yeah. in the classroom. I know a lot of people are really looking forward to parent-teacher conferences next week right? because we're going to do those outside with yes. masks. And yes. I think everyone is just honestly, I think it's the most excited I've seen parents <laughs> and teachers yeah. about parent-teacher conferences just from the perspective of, I just want to see your face right. and talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited about that too. And that's a thing as we, once parent-teacher conferences are over, we then conduct, just so people know, we then have a, evaluations with the teachers. And then from that point, it kind of gives us a nice close to the first quarter of yep. the year. It takes a couple weeks for us to mm -hmm. catch up. And so don't expect massive dramatic changes um, really probably ever. We, we like 
we're we incrementalist. Like to do incrementally, yeah. <laughs> but um, but after after that, these these conferences and the conversations with teachers that follow them really give us an opportunity to reflect and say, well, how can we build people in right. um, and connect people to the school a little bit more? And we'll talk um, about about that. Uh, some of our meals changed in the pre K mm-hmm. this summer and this quarter we have and we've kind of again incrementally we've done yeah. it very no quietly one even know. <laughs> yeah we've done it very quietly we've reintroduced more of a whole meal type of experience for the preschoolers yeah um we we were nervous given the new guidelines um about just going back 100 percent to our old menu but we have been gradually we started with one meal a week then we mm-hmm. went two meals a week and so the preschoolers are not having sandwiches every day and right. i know that's like a small thing but it kind of is a big thing yeah. it's something that we all really care about is mm-hmm. what our kids are eating and so that that is a change that I'm not even sure people are aware has happened. Um, We still don't do the... You know, bring, full family style yeah. where everyone serves each other. Right. Yeah. But but the the food quality I feel like has has gone up. And yeah. so um and that kind of leads us to a good conversation about the on site students here in Fayetteville. Um the on site students have uh, we had a lot of changes there. They seem to really love the soup. Um they also love individual desk and at the <laughs> elementary school level. This has been like a new we weren't yes. sure. This is new in the ten years of Prism. Yes. Individual desk and yes. Surprisingly, the kids really love it. love it. Yeah, they love individual desk. Things they don't love: plexiglass shields at the yeah, six the to twelfth grade. Yeah, plexiglass shields. Um, and the six to twelfth grade. No fun. We have heard so many people talk. So many parents and students say they really love the hybrid schedule. Right. And if we could do hybrid scheduling, like if we continue, they would prefer Wanna that doing it, yeah. over a five day a week schedule. The one thing that we hear from the students is that while they love the, f- the three or two day a week schedule they have mm-hmm. for classes, they don't love the two to three day interaction. Yeah. They miss their friends on the yeah. days they're not here. Yeah. And I think for the high school students that has been a little bit mitigated by the fact, especially if they play sports, they still yes. have sports practices mm-hmm. on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, um, parents and teachers and school you know, friends of the school and leaders around here have, have really put forth a lot of effort to facilitate mm-hmm. connections. I've enjoyed the presidential debates. I have two, I have all the high schoolers, um, on a thread, right. uh, one for AP human geography and one for AP, um, comparative government. And it started with the comparative government students watching the de- debates. I guess I shouldn't say I've enjoyed the presidential debates. I've You've enjoyed-, enjoyed the social aspect of watching them yes. with the students. Yeah. So we have these threads and, and students have really gotten into things like that because I think they just have more time to devote to things like that. Yeah. And so there's also, a, I think, a new level of gratitude mm-hmm. with yeah. all of our students when yes. we do have social opportunities or even blue and gray games. I felt like there yeah. was just so much gratitude yeah. towards teachers and pa- everyone that volunteered. Yes. I know when we've had discovery, we've had right. more middle, you know, middle school and high schoolers sometimes forget to say things like thank you right. or recognize, right. you know, the work that goes into things. And you know, we have felt like every discovery right. that we've had, everyone has been, I mean, just so excited to be together yeah. and so grateful for the opportunity right. to do so that, yeah, I mean, we've noticed a real difference in yeah. just the frequency the kids have together when yeah. they are together. I think there's something that I've observed is just, I would like to continue to foster a culture of gratitude. Yeah. I think that the younger you are at PRISM um, and the 
it's almost like the more experiences you've had outside of prism, the less likely you are to take for granted some of the extra things. Yes. Um, but for students who've, um, yeah, I think that for some students, it's, it's something that we're seeing new this year. And I think it's almost like the first time they've ever experienced that and they've ever understood, oh, our teachers actually are doing a whole lot yeah. of different of different things with us. And I think mm -hmm. that that's really, really good. But I, I really want to foster that culture of gratitude more in yeah, the future. I, I think it's it's a great trait to have. I think it gets you really far in life. So true. To be grateful. I think it shapes a mindset mm -hmm. in a different way when you are grateful, when you're – it almost um, – you know, just being a person of uh, who has a lot of gratitude, it kind of makes you f frame experiences differently. Oh, yeah. It protects you. Yeah. From, you think about the the 2020 experience and yeah. we just overheard a real fun conversation with Miss Linda and someone in the kitchen talking about 2020 and 2021 yeah. and she said something about it you know it's gonna it's it's gonna be better and he's like I don't know about that uh -huh. we have to be we have to look at yes. it with the different Ms. eyes Linda. Mm -hmm. and I think that's you know yeah. that's what gratitude does when you're <clears throat> grateful for your experiences it's like an insulator yeah against all of the other stuff right. going on in the world yeah and so I think um things that we've learned this this quarter is gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I think just a real sense of, um, yeah, this is our season. And mm -hmm. so this is this is the time that these guys have been called to be teenagers or elementary students or kindergartners. And so let's let's run with that. And yeah. let's understand I'm I'm alive. I'm called to this season and I'm going to live it and I'm going to live it in a way that I can be proud when this season comes to a close and I'm going to take from it the good things that, um, that it has to offer. Right. And I'm going to allow these light and temporary challenges produce for in something, you know, really powerful inside mm -hmm. of me. And so I think that's a really, um, that's a really good thing. And I think a tool for doing that is gratitude. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the virtual program. So the virtual program, to me, I feel like this has been the place where that sense of gratitude and joy has been the most salient. Yes. Definitely where we first saw it. Yeah. I think it started to like trickle down uh -huh. into these other programs, uh -huh. but for sure from day one, August, yeah. September, I mean, so much gratitude, yeah. even paired with difficulty yeah. and working things out. Yeah. I'm very much, um, I'm amazed at the value that the virtual program has added to the on-site program yes, and the value that the on-site program has added to the virtual program. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed at how the strength that can be leveraged back and forth between these two things. And, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that some people would have even considered this an option until this year. Yeah. But I'm so grateful they did. And I'm so grateful we have it. And it's mm -hmm. for sure, it's not something that's going to go away. It yeah. is, it is part of the mission of the school is to provide this sense of sanctuary that goes beyond geographic boundaries. Yep. And so we have right now we have 10, uh, maybe 11 or 12 sites or locations now. I think it started off with 10, yep. but it's expanded. So we have 12 different uh, people streaming in from 12 different locations, three different countries. There are three full sites that are um, mm -hmm. uh, two that are three that are operational Four that will be operational yeah. once post COVID. Yeah. Post COVID. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of momentum there inside of that. I think that there inside of that gratitude that we've experienced both from parents and from students, there is some element of aspects of the virtual program are definitely getting better aspects. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, there's just been like a constant improvement where people are happy. Things are growing. Mm -hmm. Kids are developing. We're figuring out this stuff. Logistics yes, are getting worked yes. out. And then, um, 
And then the the other aspect of it is that I think that the honeymoon is almost over. Like there's a, there's a level of, and we've seen this even oh, in yeah. last quarter, um, at the last end of the, especially with younger kids mm-hmm. where sometimes the virtual aspect of it starts to wane, like mm-hmm. get, you get weary. And so we as teachers are looking, knowing that that could happen, saying, what can we do to spice it up? Yeah. I held focus groups with the older students. Mm-hmm. We've, I know that teachers are talking, you know, to their, yeah. their younger students. It does feel like the younger you are, the more it's kind of coming alive. It does not feel yeah. like it's waning. I think that's interesting. It's true. It yeah. actually feels like it's now that they've got the logistics figured out, everybody's kind of. Well, yeah. And I think it, for the little ones, I think now that we've worked out some of the computer problems, yeah. I'm like, okay, how do you unmute yourself? <laughs> how do you, you know, just the massive learning curve yeah. for a kindergartner to learn how to be in a virtual class? I think has opened up a lot of room for those teachers to get creative. You know, we just read a report from one of our teachers who's talking, you know, calendar time has not been successful (laughs) up until yesterday. I was finally able to introduce, you know, this new tool that everyone can seem to use now and it went great. And so I think that's really what's propelling things in the elementary school program is the more parents work with their kids and get them adjusted to how to work the computer. We've seen, I mean, parents have been so invested in that at the elementary age for sure. And I think it's opening up doors for new fun things that there's a lot of fun stuff actually that can be done and a lot of creative things that you can do in a virtual program. It just takes a little while, but yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. And I also go, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean though, that there aren't for elementary school students, um, still some potential bumpy times ahead. It's about to be winter. Yeah. Um, we like to call some, we have something called the Januaries and Februaries here. (laughs) It gets cold, it gets rainy, it gets cloudy. You know, now we've got virtual students who are on the East coast. They're way up North. They're about to experience some harsh winters and, you know, parents are going to have to come in and as teachers mix things up, I think it's going to be important that parents also come in um, and get some creative investment right. in their kids midday to yeah. help them absolutely um, as they're, yeah, just probably getting tired of sitting at computers and it being cloudy and right. not being able to be outside quite as much. Right. And so I think overall, I think that's an on-site challenge that's going to have to be, in ca- mm-hmm. you know, addressed. And that's an, that's a virtual only challenge that's mm-hmm. going to have to be addressed. There's going to have to be some more creative work put into by both parents and teachers mm-hmm. into connections. And so we've got things like the community meal coming up, the yeah. book character day. There's things that we do every year that we are going to continue to do because we believe that one of the best things we offer in the season is um, consistency. Mm-hmm. We also believe that these are the experiences that kids love and remember, yeah. you know, but it was like blue and gray games. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was what a different thing. exponentially more challenging mm-hmm. to pull off. You know, we, we had to plan for a month for it. And even then there's so much that I thought, oh gosh, I would do this completely different if I yeah. could do it again. And, and so, you you know, parents, I think that that's a thing as we go into these special events, we're going to need on in Fayetteville more help to make it, um, you know, to run it, it, to make it happen. And then on the virtual families, there's going to have to be more, uh, you know, collaboration and connectivity. But I do see lots of people coming around. You know, Mr. Jeff teaches the biblical studies classes, and I heard him tell all the kids today, um, I was listening in on one of the the classes, and I heard him tell them all that they were going to, the middle the middle schoolers were going to do a group movie night for Prince of Egypt. They've been reading oh, in the nice. Old Testament. And I just thought, how sweet. Like, there's, yes, that is so you know, sweet. they're not going to necessarily mm-hmm. be able to all watch it together because mm-hmm. they're in 
you know, 11 different, different states and mm-hmm. even the ones that are here in the same state can't watch it together due to COVID restrictions. But I, you know, as long as parents jump on that and say, okay, we're going to do this on October 30th or yeah. the night before book character day, let's get popcorn. Let's make this fun. Then I think that's a really, that could be really fun yeah. for the kids. I think the kids will come out of this with the memories. Do you remember that movie? I don't know. You may have been too young. There was a movie, Life is Beautiful. It was about a guy that went through the Holocaust and it was... It, I actually have seen this movie. Yes. I'm just struggling to like put all the pieces and together. And why I'm bringing up the Holocaust yeah. right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a guy who... It was inspired by his dad. Who, it, but in the movie, the little boy goes into a concentration mm-hmm. camp with... And it's not a true story. He goes into a concentration camp. But but he talks about how the dad made everything like a game and everything. Yes. Uh, and I don't think... That it, in the 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 if you ever watched the real life inspiration for that wasn't the little boy didn't go into a concentration camp with a dad but he talked about how his dad framed those experiences yeah. and how what a joyful man he was in spite of this really horrible traumatic experience he had and i think it's one of the things for this for parents in this season is to there are sacrifices that we're going to have to make right. to to help our kids frame these these experiences the right way and in a way that produces life inside of them and also sacrifices we're going to have to make to make it special. Yeah. And and so, you know, I've noticed this week every night except we did have a sports game one night. Every night, but that night, well, even that night we sat around as a family talking. I am I've taken up the banjo. It sounds like a, a, a six-year-old, but it's a lot of fun. And and it was just kind of funny because we all have sat around in our mm-hmm. living room. And I think what it would have – we would have done that before, but we wouldn't have done it as often. And right. it, it has become kind of a normal part of life. And I I really appreciate that. And I think that there's memories that are being made right yeah. now Traditions that we're going to look on. going to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage parents, make that time and build that into, into your – into your schedule. Um, over the next couple of weeks, things in addition to fun things happening, uh, I think that we're going to continue to see in the earth, you know, more crises to be real honest. I think lots of instability happening right now. Yeah. There's, I can't imagine a way that the upcoming, for example, the upcoming election could turn out in any way, but a little bit messy. messy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've imagined every scenario that I can and it just doesn't feel like the lead up to a really, (laughs) calm smooth smooth election yeah productive is coming and so um you know we don't know what that will produce here and we don't know what impact that could have even on our kids but I think it's important for us to remember let's continue to build strong the structures in our homes Mm -hmm. so that no matter what happens ahead we can continue to be um, as a school a place of sanctuary and yeah. as homes a place of mm-hmm. sanctuary for for our kids and that we can continue to help our kids frame whatever is up ahead in a way that builds life and right. that builds growth. And those are the things that we want to come from this this season. It's just not worth it to go through hard times if you don't get something from it. That's right. <laughs> and so <laughs> Don't want to look back on 2020 and it be just a bad memory. Yeah, yeah. There's so many opportunities here. And I think that that's kind of the story of this last quarter is I don't – it has taken more effort. There have been some yeah. sacrifices made for sure, by parents, by students, by teachers. Mm-hmm. Like I see that across the board. But I believe that those things have really produced a stronger sense of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Strong I, sense of community, for yes, sure. That that transcends geographic mm-hmm. and physical borders. Yes. A very strong sense of really joy in the midst of challenge and yeah. a strong sense of persistence. And so yeah. I'm very 
I'm I'm grateful for that, and I'm I'm happy to see that that's 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 what you want times like mm-hmm. this to produce. And I think that it really does reflect the character of every person and every family inside yep. of of prison. And so we just want to keep on that track. Yep. We want community and gratitude. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to keep on that that track. And so as we move forward, there will be some things um, that are going to happen. We're going to have some form of winter celebration. We, we yes. don't know what that will look like. Uh, for those who are new we're to taking, prison. We're taking it month by month. Yeah. Event by event. Yes. Some form of community meal and uh, around uh, the, no- the November slash Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a lot of, we have three countries involved now. And so not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of grateful that all this time we've used these very neutral community terms. Community meal. To community meal. Yes. So we're still able to do those things. Yes. Um, so anyway, so those, those things still make sense for everybody. So I'm kind of, I'm grateful for that as well. Um, and yeah, so, so everything, uh, things are on track. I yeah. will just say this. We have had a couple of COVID cases in each case. It was something coming in from the outside coming into the school. And in each case, uh, it miraculously happened on the weekend. Yeah, exposure happened on the weekend. Yeah, or and no exposure was known before everybody came mm-hmm. back to school, and so there there hasn't been any spread inside of the school. Yeah. And for that, I'm very so grateful. Thankful. And there's no way that would have happened if parents wouldn't have been proactive, called, done the right yeah. thing. I know some of in our sixth to eighth grade group, a bunch of students had to preemptively and proactively quarantine just yep. in case, you know, um, and they were able to jump in in virtual school. And I was really proud of how people handled that. Mm-hmm. These are the systems we have for situations like this. And when you have to use your system, it doesn't mean that something didn't work. It yeah. actually meant that something worked and, and it didn't spread in the school and it didn't, you know, people stayed safe. And I'm so very grateful for mm-hmm. that. And so we're going to just continue to hold our precautions and also keep moving, yep. keep doing the next right thing and keep doing, um, living life together and making modifications to support all the different things that are yeah. going on. Um, but we, we just wanted to give that update, look back upward and, and onward, upward. That's right. Here upward onward, how looking back for Ford strength. And we're looking forward to what the next season holds. We are going to have some conversations about things like, um, you know, the, we we're going to talk through about political unrest and supporting our kids inside of that and what our connection to that should, should even be. And, and so I'm looking forward to some of those conversations coming up in November and December. And we look forward to quarter two with the expanded, more grateful, more connected prism community. That's right. Thank you, Lindsay. This podcast is a production of Prism Education Center. You can subscribe to this podcast through any platform you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find out more about Prism Education Center by visiting our website at www.prismeducationcenter.org.